0: Welcome to Face to Face, and today we're going to go to Richmond Hill, we're going to go to Queens, we're going to go in New York City, we're going to stay in New York City, and we're going to talk about politics, we're going to talk about uh, the City Council elections who are coming up, and I'm with uh, my good friend (laughs) um, that I know for many years, happy tour, Uh, welcome to Face to Face.
1: Uh, thanks, David. Uh, you know, uh, it is it is really an honor that we go back when we both of us we had black beards and black hairs. You have gray hairs, I have gray hairs now. But um, uh, it was an honor to work with you on the streets of the Queens to get the people their services, and uh, that is the best part, I think, which a human has if they want to do it and use it and uh, that's how we came together to know each other and uh, since then we have been together. But I thanks know, I mean, uh, for
0: yeah. having me on your show. Yeah, so how's the situation in Hill concerning the COVID, concerning the, the vaccine, concerning, I mean, in Queens, because... Um... Well, uh,
1: let, me, let me put it down this way. This part of Queens, uh, Richmond Hall, Ozone Park, South Ozone Park, uh, South Richmond Hill, and part of uh, Southeast Queens, they are the highest affected by COVID. But at the same time, the lack of uh, medical facilities, the lack of hospitals, the lack of uh, uh, basic services uh, you know made this uh, pandemic even worse because uh, people needed the um, in-language translation to understand what the virus wow, is.
0: They and it.
1: that was missing. That in-language translation for, uh, uh, you know, uh, Hispanics, for Punjabis, Urdu-speaking, Hindi-speaking, Gujarati-speaking. Basically, you know, you name the community because New York City is city of multilingual, multicultural people. Yeah, And those who understood English, they were a bit better off. But then again, they got exposed because within their own families, they had the people who did not understand what the virus is, and they had no idea and no resource to read, and they brought the virus home. And that made everybody sick. But finally, the vaccination is here. Vaccination is happening. And hopefully, hopefully, we will turn the page uh, as far as the virus is concerned. But at the same time, it has shown us what is lacking and what needs to be done to
0: plug the holes before we get hit by another pandemic so, like coronavirus. Can you, can you comment a little bit more about the vaccine distribution? Because the, the what I heard and, and what I see on the number, it's like very concentrate on the, the richest neighborhood in New York and have little and very complicated distribution into the, the more, the poorest neighborhood and the, the more diverse. So, do you have any? I, I, I agree with
1: you on that, uh, that yes, the vaccination is taking place more into uh, the rich neighborhoods than in the poor neighborhoods. But I will also break it down to, again, to lack of health facilities and lack of language access. Even if David is providing vaccine to Harpreet, and Harpreet has no idea that David has the vaccine. They tell you, "Okay, go log into you know this website, and no. register. You should be 65. This and that." A person who is not literate in English, they expect them to
0: log into the computer and exactly. register. Come on, man! No, no, I I, spent two, I I for two months. I am trying to get the vaccine, you know, and I cannot do it. I can, I can't. I mean, every day I look at the website. I have a list of places, and I check on the places, and they say non-valuable, 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 non-valuable. So <coughs> it, I cannot imagine somebody with either older or somebody who has you know, who had to work uh, uh, all day long. How can they spend hours on the on the computer, logging and checking for unvaliablity? It, it seems to be something. It, it's not. It's not adapted to uh, the present moment and to the situation.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, sometimes I wonder, you know, I could be a poster boy for the vaccine also, like I was the poster boy for the city, for education access and stuff like that. But right now, I can't because it's not there. People are not having access to the vaccines. They don't have the access to the uh, you know again to the computers and also there is another factor uh which is the uh the bandwidth of the internet again the poor neighborhoods do not have that bandwidth which the rich neighborhoods have so it is you know it's a discrimination at each step and those are the issues which are the issues at not just my heart, but I know at your heart also that how we can uh, minimize that divide so that the people can actually uh, have equal access
0: to everything. And, uh, you know, we we just go on working. In Chile, they did by year of birth. I mean, it's very simple. You are born in 1962, and this is your day. You are born in 1963, and this is your day. And you go and you take the vaccine. And it's done. It's no yeah. internet registration uh, computer I mean it, it's such a it's such an for 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 many 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 people I mean um, who are either working or have low i mean i we saw it with the education issue of uh, uh, classes remote classes and so on and so forth it's 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 a very challenging situation for poorest community.
1: We, we, we have one challenge after another. We already had enough challenges before COVID hit. That's <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's for sure, right? Okay.
0: <laughs> that I can tell you.
1: Yeah, so with the COVID, what happened that whatever uh, safety nets uh, everybody thought we have, it exposed that they, those safety nets were not there either. Yeah. So uh, what happened is, like you said, it is simple math. Why you have to go all the way to the exact date of birth of the person. When you say 65, you pick up, okay, anybody born before 1955, we will give you the vaccine. This is how it is going to be. You pick up uh, either by first alphabet or last uh, name, first alphabet, and tell the people, okay, this is the location, this is how it is going to be. Logistically, it, is, it has not been fully resolved how logistically they want to t- uh, take it to the people. Besides, there are people who are afraid to take the vaccine. Yeah. Again, it goes down to that's that basic uh, teaching and in language translation uh, to I make the people understand.
0: No, no, but the, the, the fear of the vaccine—it's—it's it's, that's not the number. The problem right now—it's we don't have access to the vaccine. It's no, it's not. People have, I mean, I know some people who is not going to get the vaccine, but, but that's not the, the, the issue right now. I, I
1: I know also the people who did not get the vaccine. But uh, what I'm saying is uh, that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, okay, those people who do not want the vaccine, that's one category. But the people who want the vaccine, even this, they are not getting it. That's what this, I want to say. This
0: is the majority of people. They want yeah. the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. But it's a problem all over the place. It's not just in New York or in the U.S. It's in in, in, in other places. It's the same issue. Yeah. So um, how how the situation? How do you see New York City in the next five years? Well, how do you how do you see the city be able to uh, face the challenge? And after that, we talk about your special um, um, run and City Council uh, campaign. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh,
0: For me, if you ask me,
1: I always had confidence in New York City that this is the city which can come back from any uh, disaster. What you need is the people who can really understand properly what needs to be done. They need to put their politics, their personal differences and their personal politics on the side. And they they need to look at how to deliver what needs to be delivered to the people so that the people can add to the uh, to bring the city back? And I'm definite that the uh, New York City but, but, will be back. Okay.
0: All right. Let me let me devil uh, advocate here because it's it's a very challenging situation for New York. It is. It is. you have, have 52 million <coughs> tourists. You have no theater. You have no Broadway. You have no club. You have very little restaurant. Do you have I mean what 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 business well, are we are we talking how does the uh, how do you get out of this the whole middle uh, um, midtown it's closed the old every business is gone it it's it's really uh, uh, the, the outside of Manhattan is a little bit uh, in some way a little bit easier because people are living there and they have their own story but the, the activities uh, the Manhattan activity it's very complicated.
1: Well, that is true. But uh, then again, you know, Manhattan was the way everything was being concentrated in Manhattan. Yeah. It was one of those uh, yeah. disaster to happen yeah. uh, because COVID actually proved that you just cannot have your all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. They need to have the eggs in other uh, boroughs also. Yeah. And also with the vaccination, with the uh, 25% opening of the restaurants, uh, you know. Again, uh, some theaters are opening up. I think with the vaccinations, uh, the way they are happening now, uh, by the end of the summer, like Dr. Fauci mentioned, that we should be uh, be able to at least close to reaching the herd immunity by the end of the summer if we have if we reach there then I think uh, we can always bring back Manhattan as well as the rest of the New York City. But at the same time, uh, Manhattan itself, New York City will be back, but Manhattan itself will take more time because Manhattan actually has lost so much uh, because of the COVID. And just to have uh, Manhattan-centric, they need to change those policies. Some of the areas like Downtown Wall Street area, they converted into residential from commercial. They need to make those changes uh, again. Um, The new leadership, which is going to be in the city council, I'm hoping that they will be in a position to uh, brainstorm all these things. And they have to think out of the box. They cannot anymore think within the box, within certain rules. They got to start thinking out of the box or to bring it back.
0: Wow, yeah, but I agree. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's something it's could be implemented sometimes, but if something could be done and decentralized to the different boroughs, I think it could be very interesting for for the city itself of the, and using the diversity of the city to be more inclined and, and less concentrated to uh, people having to uh, uh, commute every day to the center of the city was crazy. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. And also, you know, there is one thing which I always say, um, the diversity of the city can also be uh, used as a magnet for the tourists that they can come and they can look how the people from different uh, countries, different faiths, they interact, they work together, they help each other. Uh, if something is needed, they come out and they support each other. So that is something, you know, which is a backbone of New York City. And that backbone is still there. Even in pandemic time, you saw the people doing, you know, the food distribution, you saw the people actually helping their neighbors, even though they were like, okay, the neighbor has uh, COVID exposure, how we can help? I literally know the people who will cook at their house, they will call the neighbor and tell them, okay, at this time, I'm going to put the food in front of your door, okay? Then I will call you, then you open the door and pick it up. And that's how the people help each other. And that's what uh, is uh, the beauty of New York. And that's what I'm looking at, uh, that those links and those kind of uh, dedication and determination will bring the New York City back to where it was.
0: Okay, so okay, now let's so talk now, about, so about so your, uh, so your company. So you, so you are running, so running so for uh, steel, uh, steel. And, um, and And you have been years of, uh, of activity, <laughs> action, <laughs> Uh, campaign in Mondial. so um uh, what is your main goal with this campaign
1: um you know that the questions you are asking they are such a great questions any question when I look at it it's uh, one after another uh the issue actually goes down to when we look at uh, you know that i know that we were fighting even for the basic having uh school funding equally within New York City as they are doing upstate schools. And we uh, won the case in Supreme Court, but the money is still not coming to the school. So my challenge is to how to bring that money to the school so that, uh, which we talked about the opening of the schools, providing the kids proper education, proper tools, and on top of that, with the pandemic, you know, that uh, there are going to be some psychological issues also with the kids, how to deal with it. And for all these services, you will need some funding. And that funding is something which we need to bring back to New York City, which is our fair share. And we have been cut too short for too long. And uh, I'm pretty sure that all the other, uh, uh, you know, city council uh, people who ran or who are running, they are also looking at, and I hope so at least, that how technically and uh, literally we can bring that money and spend that money at the source where it is needed, whether it's Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, or Manhattan. Manhattan always got better than what uh, the all four boroughs, rest of the four boroughs got. But uh, we, want, uh, we want to make sure, and I want to make sure that in my district, we don't get discriminated and uh, uh, I, you know, there is one thing which I share with the, uh, my, within my friends, and I don't know if I ever spoke to you about it or not. The hospital where my elder son was born, that is closed, Queens. The hospital which gave my younger son new life because he stopped breathing right in my eyes, okay, him, that, that hospital... Mary uh, Immaculate Hospital, that is closed. That was in Queen, Jamaica. There are other hospitals. All these hospitals are closed because the budget choices made by the people, whether they were sitting at the city hall or in the Albany or Washington DC, they did not pay attention. And now with the COVID, with the pandemic, we saw the cost to the community for closing down the short-sightedness, showing that, okay, there is a we have deficit in the budget, so let us plug the, excuse me, the loopholes or, uh, you know, uh, social services network, let's cut this social service network, let's cut that social service network. So with all those cuts, what happened is that we were left at that level of exposure, which was unable to manage and control when COVID hit. And that is something we need to uh, bring back to the table. All those services, we need to have those services so that the people, they can say that, okay, government actually is supposed to work for the people. And that is something which needs to be done. And I'll make sure that it is done.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah but, but, no, no, I agree, it, right. it. But, the but the story is also uh, 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 the budget, budget, budget of work has been divided by, by, by. Uh, all the loss of businesses and, and tourism. So um, asking for more money right like now, I think it's a challenge to, uh, to get it. I, I
1: agree. I'm not asking for more money. What I'm saying is uh, it should be distributed fairly into all boroughs, all areas, all districts which need it. Okay. Uh, no borrow or no zip code has a priority over the other zip code. Just because in one zip code, like we were talking about the COVID vaccination, uh, the people who uh, live in the rich zip code, they got the vaccination more than the people who live in the poor zip codes. That should not be the criteria. The criteria should be where the people live and who needs more services. And based on that numbers, the budget should be uh, designed and divided. And uh, that's all the money should be spent.
0: Okay. okay. All right. All right. So, and how are you going to, um, what, I mean, what is the campaign? When, when are you starting? Are you already started? Um, when are you, uh, um, what, what are the steps? When is the election? What, how many votes do you need? All of this. We want to know everything.
1: Okay. Uh, but actually, the primary is on June 22nd. The biggest mm-hmm. challenge right now is that we cannot go out and knock on the doors yet because of COVID yeah okay. and we even cannot uh, go out and shake hands on the shopping centers so those are the challenges right now okay yeah. but at yeah. the same time i'm reaching out to the people through uh, social media yeah uh, my web page is up uh, tour and uh, my twitter and facebook account will be up also and uh not only that i am i'm also open to hear from the people we uh, either they can email me at harpreet@forsitycouncil.com uh, or even if they pick up the phone call me at 516-448-8722 or 917-653-1834 uh, you know i will be uh, i'll try to do my best uh, also the, the other challenge is, uh, with the, of course the weather is another challenge we have this year, but when I go out for food distribution, for me, there is a conflict of, uh, uh within my mind that how do I tell these people who I'm giving food that guys, I'm also running for city council because I feel like that they may assume, or I may appear to be that I'm trying to take advantage of the situation, even though I'm doing food distribution since May of last year, even before I decided to run, but it can become a hard for me to explain to the people. So that's another challenge. But interestingly, some of the um, uh, pastors who I have been working with the food distribution for, since uh, May of last year, they have been gracious enough to endorse me as a person who they say that you are a person who I can tell my people that they can listen to you, they can trust you, and you will say what you can deliver, not you will just promise and then walk away. And that is, I think, my backbone, and that's what I want to share with the people who in my district.
0: So you're gonna, you're gonna, um, in some ways, you're gonna run through. Your, um, your action that you have done in the neighborhood and through the community and leaders in the community that you know and have been working with them for, for many years. So uh, it will be like a, a, a social uh, in the ground campaign. Uh, yeah, you can say
1: that because look at this. Uh, I, I was uh, looking back at um, myself, you know, since I'm in New York City. I ended up becoming the poster boy for uh, New York City for English language classes. I was um, one of the person who New York Magazine picked up one of the fifty people who made difference in the lives of New York uh, City, and uh, the you know the gentleman who did the portrait Martin Schuller. Um, and not only that, they're on. Uh, some people might have seen my face on Park Avenue and Twenty Second Street with the uh, Oprah Winfrey, Mark Zuckerberg, Alan uh, Musk, and they put my face also over there because that's a, a company from Switzerland. They opened up their uh, you know New York City uh, branch quarter, and they picked me as a po- my picture as a poster boy again. That shows that I do have the access beyond just my own community, just within certain closed circle or closed people. I have uh, the ideas. I can get those ideas implemented, including you know um, a movie, learning to drive. You know, I know, Hollywood star. <laughs> you know, yeah, with uh, Sir Ben Kingsley. I mean, who could have thought that uh, Harpreet will be standing with Sir Ben Kingsley? And, I, um, know, I know, I know. Yeah. On the, the back, you can see the picture right there behind me. There is a picture of uh, Ben Kingsley sitting at, and my hand on his shoulder. I mean, who could have thought? So what I'm trying to say here is uh, the people, they just, if they pay attention and they look at what I have done, they will know what I can deliver. And I think that is something which uh, no other candidate has, which uh, they can bring to the table.
0: So, so I have a, um, a question. What what do you see as an issue who is going to be very complicated to resolve? What what What's going to be the, the main challenge? in? Imagine if you, tomorrow, you are City Council member. And, and what's going to be the main difficulties? Uh,
1: The biggest difficulty, of course, is going to be the budget. No doubt about it. But uh, COVID is taking the priority right now. Once we have the COVID under control, then with the budget, how to prioritize the budget to provide the services between the old age people and the young kids who go to school? Those are the three biggest challenges which I'm looking at, that those are going to be the biggest challenges of at least our generation and the next generation. Um, and uh, we, re, there are few things you don't know till you sit on the table, but these definitely are the challenges uh, The COVID uh, under control vaccination is a part of it. And uh, then um, the kids coming back to school, they may need uh, some uh, help with the, they may come up with uh, some mental health issues which they may never had before. They may come back with the, the kids coming from minority communities, they may uh, lose their, um, you know, grip on the English, which they had before the COVID, because they were living with their parents or grandparents who were not literate in English, and to how to bring them back on the same level again. Those are the challenges which uh, I'm looking at, and uh, those are going to be very interesting challenges, challenges. but. Uh, Again, unless you take the bull by horn, you cannot resolve the issues. And that's uh, what we need to do.
0: So we have a few minutes left. One is, it's, what is the situation with, with the school? Uh, are the schools are closed and, and they're going to remote? Are they going to open soon? Or?
1: I personally would prefer that there should be a mix of uh, opening and working from home.
0: kids yeah.
1: Yeah. should have the access. Uh, to the school.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's where, you know, the teacher union comes into a play. Teacher union need to understand the need of the students and yeah. they need to have flexible hours. Yeah. Instead of having uh, eight to three or, uh, you know, uh, nine to four time schedule, the teacher may have to have staggered come in and attend the classes. You can have fourth grade coming in first, fifth grade, coming in later, or maybe fourth grade, divide them into two sections, one section earlier in the morning, second section late in the evening. Those are kind of the breakdowns to bring in the kids into the class and then telling them that, okay, guys, you will be in school for three days, for two days you will be learning remotely to assist you with the homework and everything. So those are the things, they are doable. It is not something which cannot be done. Is, these are doable things, and we can do
0: it. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, minute, what, how you want to close it? Do you have anything you want to uh, uh, last call uh, for uh, for your community or um, for my constituents or for your campaign?
1: For my campaign.
0: Thank you. Thanks,
1: David. It's always an honor to be, uh, to talk to you, meet you, and especially honored to be on your show. Um, The people uh, within my district, they should be looking at me that I'm the person who has always been able to resolve the issues, who has been able to bring in uh, diversity to the table and talk about it. And uh, for example, um, you know, when uh, New York State passed the um, Religious Guard Bill, it took us years to get that bill passed in Assembly and Senate, and then the governor, uh, Cuomo, signed it. The people need to understand that with that bill, that's just an example. Anybody can serve in any public-funded government funded, New York state funded program, whether those are NYPD, uh, state troopers, you know, uh,